Hey, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Now enjoy. Academy Days, Episode 2, Lacey's World. Lacey Winters stared after London Pella and shivered. Just that morning, she dreamed of doing something heroic and memorable during her first year of high school. Could this be it? Could saving someone from a locked bathroom stall be considered heroic? She shook her head. Somehow, bathroom stall rescue didn't have the necessary epic ring. Lacey sighed. Never mind. Today was only the first day of the school year. She did wish London had stayed long enough for her to explain that she hadn't imagined herself as Frodo. Frodo was a guy, duh. No, she'd imagined herself as Eowyn, with long flowing hair and wearing one of those awesome medieval gowns. The square neckline, the crisscross of the ribbons on the bodice, the bell sleeves, all in a blue silky material made her tall and statuesque, made her beautiful. Lacey completed her original mission for coming to the restroom and returned to her second period class. She kept thinking about Eowyn even as classes switched, and she made her way to third period. How would Eowyn handle being a ninth grade girl in a modern high school? How would she be a heroine in Lacey's shoes? Lacey imagined the rustle of her gown as she entered the science room and slid into her assigned seat behind Corin in front of Gray. Gray. What a modern name. Lacey was pretty sure Gray would never imagine herself wearing a long, flowing dress in science class. Now Corin, he would make a great Faramir. If only he would really notice Lacey. But that was probably a lost cause. They'd lived next door to each other since forever. The bell rang, a medieval horn signal in Lacey's world. Lacey! Gray hissed and poked her shoulder. Your tag is sticking up. The imaginary dress shriveled into an unimaginative white blouse and plaid skirt of her school uniform. Lacey reached a hand behind her neck and pushed her tag down inside her shirt collar. Lacey Winters, Mr. Gustav's voice, came next, sounding as if he'd said her name more than once. Lacey sat up straight, focusing her eyes on the teacher. Sorry, what? I need the number in the front of your textbook, please. Lacey flipped open the front cover of her Earth Science textbook, even as her mother's words echoed in her mind. Pay attention. No daydreaming in class. No reading during class. Don't make your teachers repeat themselves. Except for reading in class. She'd already failed on every single count. Seventeen, she said, and shut the book with a sigh. This was one book she definitely did not want to read. Who cared about rocks and minerals? Who cared about the layers of the earth? Besides, Mr. Gustav had a reputation for incorporating dissection into every science class he taught, whether it had to do with the current subject or not. Suppose he made them dissect things. Really? Who cared about the insides of frogs and stuff? Unless it was actually a prince, under frog enchantment and with one kiss of her ruby lips, he would come alive, and they would gaze into each other's eyes and begin to sing the same song of which they both somehow knew the words even though they had never sung it before, and... Lacey! Grace snapped fingers next to Lacey's ear. Wake up, girl! 
Can I please have an assignment schedule? Focus. You're staring at the periodic table poster with this creepy glazed look on your face. Lacey blinked, grabbed the stack of papers from Corin, and passed them back to Gray. Um, you might want to keep one. Gray flapped a page against Lacey's shoulder. Lacey felt her neck heating up like an Italian sausage. Oh, right, thanks. Are you on some kind of weird meds or something? Lacey half-turned, shaking her head. No! Gray ran a highlighter across the page in front of her. Okay. But you've gone to space pretty early in the day. Usually it doesn't get this bad until after lunch. Lacey huffed and stared down at September's work. Reading assignments, labs, journal entries, quizzes, a project, and a test? She squeezed her eyes shut. God, why couldn't I have been born in the 14th century when a little math and reading went a long way for a girl? Then again, girls back then probably had to do a lot of sewing. Lacey had tried weaving a potholder once, and the end result was a shriveled square the size of a coaster. Gray and Lacey. Lacey's eyes popped open. Yes! Someone laughed. Gray growled softly. He's just listing off lab partners. Pay attention. Lacey felt her neck go red again, and then her face, a meatball to go along with the sausage. Why did this always happen? Why was she always ducking through mental doors into other worlds? She glued her eyes on Mr. Gustav and willed herself to hear what he was saying. Your labs will be graded by the answers you place on your handout, lab etiquette, and teamwork, so don't think you can just let your lab partner do everything. Remember, we'll meet in the first floor lab every Monday. Through the labs, you'll be learning. He kept talking, but Lacey's thoughts circled back to Gray's comment about lunch. Lunch. Who would she sit with this year? Last year, she'd always eaten lunch with Sylvia, but Sylvia had moved away. She'd stick a book in her lunchbox, just in case she had to sit alone. She was in the middle of a great novel about this girl who was a princess, but was pretending to be a peasant in order to discover how the poor lived, only she was falling in love with the miller's son and... Meet me at table eight at lunch. Lacey jumped. What? Gray sounded like she was talking through her teeth. Look, I know you, Lacey. You're a B, C kind of girl. I'm an A kind of girl. If we're going to be lab partners, you're going to have to become quicker on your feet, scientifically speaking. We'll start our first study session today at lunch. I'm already making flashcards. Lacey turned to see Gray writing things with black, sharpie, unbrightly colored note cards. But Lacey was just about to say that she was going to read during lunch. But didn't this solve her problem? She wouldn't have to wander awkwardly through the cafeteria looking for an empty table. Besides, sitting alone was like asking for someone to feel sorry for you. Or worse, asking for a teacher to come sit with you. Okay, she said. See you at table eight. Maybe if she was lucky, Gray would spill chocolate milk all over the note cards. Lacey endured the rest of science class. And when the bell rang, she stood up with her backpack and started up the aisle. Your book! Gray was on her heels, shoving something hard at her arm. You almost left your earth science book behind. You'll need this. Lacey sighed and grabbed the textbook. 
She resisted the urge to hold it at arm's length. Who knew how many dissection juices had spattered its cover in years gone by? And now she was supposed to contaminate her locker and backpack with the thing? Lacey sniffed. Yes, she could detect an unpleasant odor coming from the cardboard cover. Or was it coming from that group of boys by the drinking fountain? Lacey Winters! The school secretary, Mrs. Cohen, called out to her from across the hallway. Lacey cut across traffic. Yes? The principal wants to see you. There's a student in his office right now, so just wait outside the door for a minute. What? But the secretary moved away, flapping a sheet of yellow paper as she chased a student down the hallway. Lacey swallowed. What had she done? She'd never gone into the principal's office in her entire life. Principal's offices were rule-breakers like Xavier, or rule-benders like Chandler in London. People like Lacey were too invisible to cause issues for anybody. On the second floor, Lacey leaned against the wall outside the principal's office. She searched her mind for anything wrong she might have done during the first three periods of the first day back to school. Okay, so she hadn't paid attention in science, but that didn't warrant. The door swung open and London walked out. Her face was thoughtful as she glanced over at Lacey. London smiled. Hi again, she said. Thanks for your help earlier. See ya. Lacey blinked as London walked away, one curl bobbing loose from her updo. When, in Lacey's life, had London ever taken the time to notice, let alone smile at her or thank her? Lacey, come on in, the principal, Mr. Dawkins, called. Oh, no. What if helping London that morning hadn't been a good thing? What if London had been doing drugs? or smoking, or something in the restroom, and Lacey had, what was the word, aided and abetted? She could get expelled for this. Lacey, are you all right? The principal stood next to her. You can come in now. He gestured through the open door. Lacey's legs trembled as she followed the principal into the office and sat down in a chair in front of the impossibly large desk. How are you doing today? The principal asked sitting down in his swivel office chair. Had a good summer. Lacey couldn't speak, couldn't move. How could she explain that she was only trying to do something a heroine would do? The principal leaned on his desk. Lacey? I don't know anything about people doing drugs in the bathroom. The words burst out of Lacey's mouth in one panicked sob. The principal sat up straight. Students are doing drugs in the bathroom? I don't know, Lacey said. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I don't know anything. Okay, all right, calm down. Here, the principal handed Lacey a tissue. Lacey took it and wiped her face before blowing her nose. She gobbed the soggy mess into her hand. Am I in trouble? The principal shook his head. Unless you need to tell me something? I don't think so, Lacey said. Mr. Dawkins smiled. Is that what you thought this was? A summons to punishment? Lacey took a shivery breath. Yes? The principal steepled his fingers. Hmm. Maybe I should do something about interacting with the student body more. That's what London thought, too. Lacey bit her lip. So London hadn't been in trouble? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How did she keep doing this to herself, jumping headfirst into her imagination at the weirdest times? Are you all right now? 
the principal asked. Lacey nodded. Okay, now, what I wanted to discuss was your schedule. You see, you're signed up for creative writing last period. Lacey smiled, the class she'd been looking forward to all summer. I'm sorry, but our creative writing teacher was a part-time employee, and she had to step out this year because of some family things. You'll have to choose a different elective for eighth period. Different? Elective? Lacey felt the urge to cry again. But... I am sorry, but I think there is a good option for you. Public speaking and drama. Oh, no! Again, the words burst out of Lacey's mouth. No, I can't do public speaking stuff. I can't get up in front of people. I can't be loud and crazy and dramatic while people are watching. No! The principal rubbed his mouth with the back of one hand and looked down at a paper on his desk. Well, you could take accounting or introduction to computer programming. Electric eels slithered up Lacey's back. Couldn't I just have a study hall? She whispered. Sorry, you can't spare the credits. Homeschool. She'd get her mother to withdraw her from Easton Christian Academy. Other kids did it. They watched videos and submitted homework online. Why couldn't she? Really, it would fit her personality better than all this uncomfortable social interaction. Can I get back to you? Lacey asked. Sure. Let me know tomorrow morning. It's best not to let this stuff stay unsettled for long or you miss important introductory material. The principal accepted her agenda and signed a pass for the next class. Drop by my office in the morning with your answer. Lacey nodded. Thank you, she said. First, a science fanatic for a lab partner, and now she couldn't take the class that had actually made her want to come back to school this fall. Could the years start off any worse? Lacey walked out into the hallway and went towards the flight of stairs that led back up to the third floor where her fourth period study hall was located. She fumbled in her bag to make sure she had a copy of A Peasant Princess with her. She'd drown her sorrows in a good book for 45 minutes and forget everything. She started up the stairs, digging past her notebooks in that disgusting science book. She touched the novel. Oh no! It was getting all bent. She gave it a tug, her head bent as she paused on the stairs. If she could just wiggle her wrist enough to free the book from beneath, something slammed into Lacey and she felt herself falling backwards. She grabbed at a railing, her body twisted, and she lost her grip. In five jarring thumps, she came to a stop on the landing. Something cracked against the thinly carpeted floor next to her. Lacey pushed her displaced headband out of her eyes and stared at the motionless boy next to her. No! It was Corin. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Come back next Tuesday for another episode. Thank you to Ashley Plank for Academy Days cover art and to Michael DiStefano for Academy Days theme music. Thanks for listening.